we're talking about how to bounce back whenever you teach the worst yoga class ever, or at least <laughs> if it feels that way. Welcome to the Going Pro Yoga Podcast Nugget Series. My name is Michael Henry. And I'm Byron Marseille. In these short 15-minute episodes, we're going to be answering some of the most common questions in the yoga industry so that you can walk away with the answers in a short period of time. That's right, Michael. With each topic that we choose, we'll be discussing it from two different perspectives, the teacher and the student. I'll be approaching these questions as a physiotherapist or physical therapist with over 10 years experience treating some of the most common and complex injuries. And my guidance will be from the perspective of having taught 7,000 classes, roughly 10,000 hours over 10 years. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, 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 this is Byron de Marseille. And across the way, we have Michael Henry. Michael, what's on the menu for today? Well, we're talking about how to bounce back whenever you teach the worst yoga class ever, or at least <laughs> if it feels that way. Oh, dum bum bum. So this probably happens a lot, or at least it seems to happen a lot for teachers at the beginning of their career, because maybe every single class feels like the worst class because of lots of thoughts that come up, whether it be self-doubt, maybe things don't go so well because you are new. I don't know. How do we want to break this down, deconstruct this, or start it off? I think let's put ourselves in the room right now. Imagine you're teaching a yoga class. You are in your zone, you think, at least at first. And then, dun-dun-dun, things start to go wrong one at a time. Somebody's cell phone goes off. Boom. That magic thought you had, gone. Uh, somebody limps out of class. You're like, what the F? Like this person's limping out, hurt somebody. Now you're thinking you're not sufficient enough to be teaching yoga. And then somebody leaves and they don't tell you why. Now your imagination takes over. Boom. All of a sudden, you're doubting yourself. You're starting to feel like you're not a good teacher. You leave, not a lot of thank yous, not a lot of hugs. People just kind of dry up and dissolve. <laughs> and you're left to just wonder like, should I be doing this for a living? Okay, so now you're there. How do we cope with this? How do we bounce back? We've got a class at 4.30 p.m. Well, maybe that's a night class. You're waking up early in the morning. You get a refreshed, fresh start. You get to do it again. Well, knowing that there's going to be future opportunities, I think, is number one. Um, Michael, take over. I'll jump in. Well, what do you mean by future opportunities? Future opportunities to teach again? Yeah, you're going to have more opportunities to teach again. Right, right. Right. I mean, if, if you're judging yourself of one class, you're in trouble yeah. because you don't even have a something to compare it to, a past experience. So I'm assuming this is an experience that's happening because you're, you're now on the regular schedule. Right. It's not just a one-off substitute opportunity or workshop. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. So two things come up. Always seems to be two things, but <laughs> the first thing is that... First of all, everyone makes mistakes if there's a mistake to be made. So if you do believe that you made a mistake and that doubt is, you know, has some evidence or proof behind it, then that's still okay. But what I'm thinking is, at least the way that you were describing it, I, I definitely felt the, the self-doubt and the, and the thoughts going through my head as you were explaining the situation. I was imagining myself in that situation. And then part of me was just like, but you know what? All this might be fine. Maybe this person was waiting for some sort of important phone call and they're like, I just want to go to a yoga class, but I have to have my phone on because so-and-so's in the hospital or something's going on, some sort of situation. 
And maybe the one person got up and left, walked out of class because there was something that was very triggering that happened that was unrelated to your teaching style, right? But now all of a sudden we're internalizing it as it's something that I did wrong. It's something that I, that, that I did that's causing this to happen, right? Which mm -hmm. may be true, but it may not be true. We don't know the people's stories. We don't know what's necessarily going on, but we're always going to internalize it as we did something wrong. So to me, it's like, you don't know. And you could easily just have someone come to the class after or come up to you after class and be like, that was a fantastic class despite all those things happening. So then now you're kind of juggling two pieces of information of like, wait, I thought it wasn't so good because this and this happened. Person left, this person limped out, but you're saying it was an amazing class. So at the end of the day, how do you really kind of come to a summary or conclusion of like, how was that experience? Like what just happened? Boom, right on. So I'll come at it from a perspective of not everyone's going to like you, bro. You know, it's, it's simple. Like we know this in life, yet we let it bother us in life as well. Well, when we're on the center stage as a yoga teacher and we're associating all these different um, like career paths and all this past experience of effort we've been putting into this career path, we think there's a lot on the line. So when somebody doesn't like us, we are strongly opposed to them not liking us. We're like, how can we get them to like us? This isn't everybody. And at the same, it, it is most people at some point in their life. It's just that some people have learned how to cope with this. Okay, so one way I do that is that I think about how I'm actually part of this person's journey, right? And so it's meant to be. If they don't like me, that's meant to be as well. And I help them essentially go into the next experience, possibly liking it. They know, now know more what they don't like. <laughs> and I also understanding, and I've seen this happen over the years, that person could come back to your class, have a second experience a year later, a month later, a day later, 10 years later. And now all of a sudden they're ready for whatever you're delivering. So that's one major thing that came up. And then another thing is that take risks. Right. First of all, like, don't let that keep you from being yourself. Being yourself is the biggest risk you can take in some ways. It requires the most vulnerability and authenticity. So being yourself feels risky. But at the same time, that's the way people connect with you. And that's how you actually develop a career with what we call followers on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> um, and that's actually what some people call them in yoga, a following. And just understand that these people are all on a different path. I think that's, you gotta, you gotta be gentle with yourself. And not everyone's gonna like you, take risks. And if there's not strong opinions being formed about you in one way or the other, you're not taking enough risks. You're not being yourself enough, um, unless you're just kind of a, in that neutral fall in between. Um, now let's just point out that do that. If you're a regular teacher and that vibes with you, do that. 100% if you have a full-time schedule, do that, right? If you're just teaching to a certain audience once in a while, eh, you got to cater it a little bit, but doesn't mean you can't be yourself, okay? Be yourself and cater to the audience that you're teaching. Okay, wow. That landed really well. Okay. I, uh, I liked how you basically mentioned that as a teacher, you don't necessarily need to have everyone like you. And in fact, when you're climbing a ladder, if you will, or you're trying to build something up, anyone who's ever really built anything has faced a significant amount of criticism or 
self-doubt or um, you know negative feedback, these types of things. Because when you start to grow anything, there's going to be more numbers in general. You know, if you're having classes that only have a small amount of numbers, maybe like six, seven, ten people that attend your class, the you're less likely to get criticism. You're less likely to you know upset someone or trigger someone or something like that. So it's kind of safe, like you said. There's not a lot of risk necessarily going on. You start to increase those numbers. You start to big a bigger following or a bigger student following. Um, and then all of a sudden you're attracting new people, new students, new uh, faces, and all of a sudden now there's a bigger sample population or sample size that there's more percentage of people, or it's more likely that someone's going to come with some criticism or some, some sort of feedback or yeah, negative yeah. comments. That makes sense to me, yeah. Right, and this is what happens whenever you start to have a big following, it, and we can talk about it online. You start to get into these thousands and thousands of followers now, all of a sudden, you're going to have these, uh, what do you call them, trolls, <laughs> right, online that just people are just, they're just out to kind of get you. And not mm-hmm. to say that someone's going to come to a yoga class to come to get you, but they just might be really irritable that day because who knows, mm-hmm. right? Maybe something happened earlier that day and they're just trying to like steam it all out. There's nothing you can do in, that, in that position. Exactly. Yeah. Completely out of your control. So to internalize and to take that on as your fault or something you did or any of that stuff, it's just, you can't go down that road. It's a slippery slope. You just need to focus on what you did, your confidence, and how you are presenting yourself and teaching. If there's certain things that you feel like you could have done better, great. Maybe that's true. Try to, you know, improve on it. Try to like figure out ways to uh, level up your craft, to improve your style, to improve your teaching. Maybe talk to your mentor or one of your teachers and say, hey, this situation happened. What do you suggest? What do you recommend? They might say, hey, that's great. Continue doing it. Or they might say, you know what? You can try this one next time. There's no right or wrong answer. Right. You just got to explore it and, and get on the runway. And I have an idea. Okay. Meditate. Right? Like there's, there's something to be said about the proof is in the pudding, the magic. Practicing yoga and not just vinyasa flow sweat five minutes shavasana pack up and leave and not think about it till your next shavasana right so meditate on it like sit there if it's something that bugs you and bothers you you can ask for all the help you want and that will help to a degree but there's something within you that's waiting to unravel that needs to and it needs to be looked at needs to be given time and energy so get out your crystals your incense your essential oils and get all lathered up if that's what it takes you know clean your energy field purify take care of yourself get some sleep drink water you know these are these are simple things that should go without saying but we need somebody to remind us yeah and sitting down like you said to meditate is kind of to me just reflecting and thinking um or 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 not thinking just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, you could do that if you can get to that level. But to me, and this is probably my own anecdotal story of just whenever something um, happens and triggers me to create a lot of self-doubt or a lot of reflection on like, oh, shoot, like that went terribly. When I sit in idleness or sit in stillness or meditate um, and I'm not, you know, voiding my mind of thought, I start to just break it down a little bit. I, I step into the thoughts and be like, what is the true scenario? What is the most or worst worst case scenario? What is most likely that just happened? And is my brain creating stories and beliefs that might not necessarily be true or factual? And it's really just the fact that I'm thinking about it too much. 
So you're kind of thinking about it in a way to try to think yourself out of it. The truth will set you free. Does, right? that, does that make sense? Absolutely. The yeah. truth will set you free there. Like that's what looking at something in meditation does. It's like you start to see it for what it is rather than what you have not been perceiving that it is in that moment. So now you're reflecting on it, allowing time for it to expand, evolve, disappear, you know, in all those ways, in those beautiful ways. And when I say the truth will set you free, I mean it quite literally, like the truth will reveal itself within that moment and then you'll feel free because it is now not important. Mm -hmm. And what came up for me when you said that is trust your intuition a little bit. Trust that, you know, if you really reflect on it and you sit with yourself and think about it to try to find the truth, the truth is going to, it's going to come knocking on your door. You're going to, you're going to see actually this class went really well and those things that happened, there might be some sort of situation or coincidence, Mm -hmm. or you might be like intuitively, no, I could have done a lot better. Yeah. You know, I slipped. We're at about 10 minutes. Okay. 12 minutes. Perfect. (laughs) And as, as that, as that kind of made me think about, this is important as well. So let's say the situation happens where you're just guessing that they don't like the class or the experience. How are you going to best bounce back? Like, is it a direct experience where you know that it was bad or are you just guessing that it was bad? Mm. So that happens too. A lot of times we think shit is going wrong. Well, one of the most profound experiences in my life was going to a shaman um, in a village where there was, I could hear cell phones going off and babies crying while we were doing a session. And it made me realize this isn't Om Shanti Shanti quiet, necessarily sanctuary for it to be um, life changing for someone. So just putting it in that perspective, you might be guessing that it was a bad experience. And then after class or, you know, something comes up three, uh, two weeks later, someone sends you a message. Do you remember that class you taught? So you said this thing and I did this thing and now my life has changed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then you're like, holy shit, I cried for two hours after that class, (laughs) you know? So it's one thing if it was real and it's another thing if you were making it up and this is more designed before I said that for if it actually was real. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And getting that actual feedback from people like if they literally come up to you and say that was the worst class ever that's a little bit harder to like swallow and kind of meditate through Mm -hmm. um but still you can reflect on it and being like who knows maybe there's a reason for it maybe there isn't or maybe some someone comes up to you and says that was the best class ever Mm -hmm. what comes to me with regards to feedback is people are more likely to give you feedback about the negative than they are the positive so you might blow people's minds and they'll never tell you about it never and maybe they do a week later, maybe they do a couple of days later. You kind of just need to really trust that intuition to see like, am I doing a good job? And obviously having feedback is helpful because then you can do that self-reflectiveness to be able to improve and level yourself up. But recognize that you kind of got to go through the, mm-hmm. the mud a little bit blindly mm-hmm. to figure it out. Yep. And that brought up for me Yelp, which I think I might've mentioned this on a podcast, but it's relevant. And Yelp is a service if you're not from the States or somewhere that uses this app slash website, which reviews experiences with various restaurants and yoga studios and gyms and whatever experience you could have spas. And usually it's, you know, it's somebody who had a bad experience. And a lot of times it's fake created by promoting their business. Like, Hey, if you, I'll give you this, if you go give me a five-star review on this Mm -hmm. yoga studios tend to have a little more, um, the genuine approach, at least they're coming on there to, to be like, like kind of like 
hate you or love you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I've had a couple of, it said exactly what you said. This was the worst yoga class in my life. Now, this was my experience. They came to my class and did a lot of things that I was not interested in keeping around. So I approached them, confronted them in a couple of different scenarios, which she detailed very thoroughly on this review and tried to paint me as a person who should be fired and terrible. And I essentially kicked her out of class, just so you know, in case you're going to prejudge me, yogis, come on. <laughs> but the, the point I wanna make before I lose your interest on it is mostly about, I was so bothered by it that I posted it on my Facebook page. Facebook was more valuable at that point. This was about 10 years ago, nine, 10 years ago. I posted it on my Facebook and I posted my response to it. Like if I could reply to this woman, this is what I would say. You showed up 10 minutes late and she states she was a yoga teacher too. You say you were honoring your body when you weren't even doing anything we were doing, you know? So the response I got from my response was so high and so engaging, the most engagement I've had till this day, that it lifted me up. It made me realize that it wasn't only seen by myself. So these secret moments that we have, we can also share them. And I learned a lot from just being like, guys, do you really think I was that bad? Like, this is not ringing well with me. I cannot sit with this. Mm -hmm. like, please talk to me. Yeah, get feedback from different, more sources. Other yeah. people, don't just rely everything on one or two comments because most of those times it's gonna be negative, right? Yes. Cool. All right, that pretty much sums it up. We went a little bit over, but I think it was super valuable. So thank you so much for listening. Byron, do you want to add anything else before we sign off? I'm hungry. You're hungry? All right, let's go get some food. All right, see you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.